just rebuild the whole damn thing and just get back to a you Super Bowl again, right, Joe Giglio? I mean, this is just the Eagles. I guess this is what happens, man. Joe Giglio, of course, not only host of, well, BetQL Daily for, I guess, a couple more weeks at this point, the Joe Giglio Show, WIP in Philadelphia. I, I, I guess you guys are just going to keep getting Super Bowls and revamping that team and winning while, you know, Everybody else in the NFC East stares up at you. It's our it's, Eagles. It's quite. It, they're not. She don't listen to her, Joe. She's trying to mush the Eagles. Don't let her fool you for a second. Oh, I won't. I won't. Uh, no fooling. I, I know what's going on here. And yeah, I mean, why not? I mean, best owner in the division, best uh, GM in the division. We'll just keep recycling co- coaches and whatever, and be in this game every five years. Though sounds good to me. <sighs> so frustrating. All right. So if we look at this game now, early thoughts for you from what we saw from the Eagles, which I guess wasn't much because the 49ers literally couldn't throw the football like it was 1934. Uh, are, are you concerned at all about Jalen Hurts' health? Uh, do you watch that and say, well, they just didn't need to throw the ball, so they just ran it? Are you what? Just early thoughts from what you saw leading into, obviously, the Super Bowl now as well. Yeah, I'd be more concerned if there was a game this Sunday. Um, I think he needs it two weeks. Uh, you know, I, I think about his injury that happened in Chicago early in, in December. They missed a couple games, came back for the Week 18 game, had the bye, played really well against the Giants, and then didn't have a bye. Uh, and, and he didn't look as good yesterday throwing the football. And it's not just the Niners have a great defense. We know they do. But Hurts missed some open guys. I mean, he missed some throws. And I think you could kind of look at say, all right, his shoulder is obviously bothering him here. I think the two weeks makes a big difference for both these quarterbacks. And the first thought I have, guys, as I think about both these quarterbacks getting – a bye week to rest up is that total and going over is really intriguing to me because these are the two best offenses in the NFL and if these quarterbacks are feeling good I think we're going to get some points on Super Bowl Sunday. Oh yeah so uh, Joe congratulations our Eagles <laughs> one game away one game stop away. It. One, stop it. Just one game away for just our Eagles here stop Joe. It. No no I actually uh, did bet the Eagles so I was happy with the result. Um were you surprised at all, though? Obviously, you know, Kansas City opens up as the favorite, and then just like that, the Eagles go all the way to two. Does that surprise you? Obviously, it's been a fun season, but to see Mahomes as a dog? It does surprise. I mean, usually we were doing it this morning on Beck UL, you just kind of go through the history of the Super Bowl, and when there's a clear-cut quarterback, you know, a better quarterback, and, and not to say Jalen Hurts going to have a great year, he's going to finish second in the MVP, but I think you ask 100 football fans that he was the better quarterback, they'd say Patrick Mahomes. Just that's, of course he is. He's the best quarterback in the world. You go through the history of the Super Bowl, it's not often the better quarterback is the dog in the game. So yeah, I am a little surprised, but then you kind of, it's like the old adage, like what's more important, the full team, the, the trenches, because the Eagles are obviously better on both sides, yeah. or just the quarterback. So I understand the line movement, um, but I'd be surprised if the Eagles got got to be any bigger of a favorite. That would feel a little bit silly to me if Mahomes was, you know, three or more of an underdog ever. Hassan Reddick, Joe, looked mm-hmm. tremendous uh, yesterday. Are Is that, like, part of the chatter in terms of this matchup and maybe why this line movement is what it is? Because if I'm Mahomes, and I don't care if it's a high ankle, a low ankle, I, I don't really want to see him in the backfield coming for me. Yeah, well, I mean, think about the Super Bowl a couple of years ago uh, against Tampa Bay. I mean, the only time Mahomes really looked bad on a big stage, he was banged up. He had a toe injury then. Now it's an ankle, and they couldn't block. I mean, they just couldn't block the Bucks front with Shaq Barrett and Jason Pierre-Paul and, and Sue, obviously, who's now part of this Eagles thing. I mean, they just couldn't block, and Mahomes, he did his best, but he, he, they got blown out. So I, I think that's the thinking, that Hassan Reddick is just on this ridiculous heater. I mean, Guys, this, this defense has like 80 sacks when you add it all together this year, close yeah. to that, which is just, it's crazy. 
And, and they've been on a run since the beginning of December where they're getting to the quarterback, it feels like, three to five times a game, which is just unprecedented. Is there any doubt in Philadelphia with the fan base or in the media or anybody anymore that Jalen Hurts is a legit franchise quarterback at this point? No, it's funny. Yesterday, I feel like he finally had his moment. Because a year ago, it was totally split down the middle. I mean, mm-hmm. you had just as many people who thought, you know, give this guy another year, give him a chance, he'll get better, give him a weapon, and he could be the guy, as there were people who said, no way. I mean, there's just no way. There's, it's funny, a, a tweet resurfaced from a year ago. Devontae Smith was on, uh, I think, a serious XM show and, and said Hertz called him and said, look what the Bengals did. We could do that next year. And then the quote was just ripped apart last year by Eagles fans included, saying, this guy's crazy. He's not, not even the same league. No way. And then a year, you know, now a year later they're here. But yesterday, after he wins the NFC title, he's on the podium, and Terry Bradshaw has him sing the, uh, the Eagles fight song. I feel like it was, it was kind of the moment where everyone, and, and it just kind of accepted, like, he's the guy. There's no question. Yeah, they'll re-sign him this offseason. He'll be the Eagles quarterback. For you know, you would think the next uh, at least four or five years. Oh, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, I saw yesterday that Jonathan Gannon said he's sticking with the Eagles to be the defensive coordinator. And I love Sirianni. I love how fired up he gets. But what was that all about with Jonathan Gannon? Was he on the hot seat or, or um, you know, like kind of when he was going off on the reporters? Like I told you, yeah. this guy was. What was that all about? Because I never heard like anything bad about Jonathan Gannon. This defense has been ridiculously good the last couple of years. Yeah, he's a really good coordinator. Um, he he just he didn't mesh with the old school Philadelphia fan. I mean, think about it. this is a this is a city that had Buddy Ryan at one point during a good era and had Jim Johnson. I mean, two guys who they wake up and they want to blitz. And Jonathan again, his defense is like, hey, we have all these good pass rushers. I'm going to drop seven back in coverage or six at least, and we're going to rush four or five and we're going to get there. And obviously, that's smart. That's the way you should do it. But when they lost games last year to good quarterbacks it was always like, see, he's not blitzing enough. So that became this big thing this year. Uh, and the morning show host, uh, the, uh, obviously the famous Angelo Cataldi here on WIP, who's uh, going to be retired in a couple weeks, he's made Gannon like the one guy this season he doesn't like. So the head coach, I think, was sticking up for him. But, yeah, I mean, there's a reason why all these teams are interviewing Gannon to be their head coach. The guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, that makes sense. So what's changed with the run defense the last couple weeks? Because I guess that was really their only issue. And I know getting Jordan Davis back healthy, you, you know, helps out a little bit. But uh, what changes have you noticed uh, defending the run from the Eagles here the last couple weeks? Yeah, I, I think, you know, around this, Davis went out and the whole thing cratered. And I think the Eagles realized how thin they were then. And even when Davis, you know, was in, and he's a rookie, they're only – He's only in the game for, let's say, 25 30% of the snaps. I mean, he's not a guy that, at his size, as a rookie, has the stamina to play more. So, you know, there was a couple games earlier this season where teams were running on them, and, and Davis was gassed. So you add the injury to it. They went out and signed Linville, Joseph, and Sue, and it, it helped a lot. I mean, J- Joseph recovered that fumble yesterday on the strip sack, and Sue has been really good. I mean, obviously had something left in the tank. So they just added. I mean, we always talk about their pass rush rotation, but they also have now a run stuffing rotation of all these three hundred pounders that no one can move. So it's just it just added to the depth they have. I think the thing that a lot of betters, even casual betters, uh, Joe, in the Super Bowl think about is all the props. Uh, you know this Eagles team better than anybody else. If there's any weaknesses that the Kansas City uh, offense can exploit, and vice versa, like how does that translate for us as betters and props as they go up now? Yeah, I mean, I, I would look to Travis Kelsey. You know, I, I mean, that's I think everyone will do that. But I don't think there's a player on the Eagles, probably not a player on any defense, that could cover him. They're, they just don't have the the kind of player in their secondary or linebacker core that really would, would even give, have a chance to match up with Kelsey, assuming 
his back's okay and, and we get a, a normal version of, of Kelsey. And then on the other side, I mean, I think the Eagles will run the football as much as they want to. It, it, I think the game will just it, it'll determine how it expresses itself, right? If, if, if the Chiefs get up, the Eagles have to score. Uh, so they'll throw the ball more. But, I mean, Kenny Gainwell has become a, a star here. And the Eagles, you know, when they have a guy that has a hot hand, I wouldn't be surprised if they use him. I, I don't think the Chiefs' run defense is all that much. I think the Eagles' offensive line can, can push anyone around. So if the game remains closer, the Eagles have a lead, any of those backs, especially to score touchdowns. It's, it's one of the great rushing teams ever. I think they have close to 40 touchdowns now on the ground. So some of those guys are getting in the end zone. If you find value on a Kenny Gainwell touchdown or Boston Scott, uh, they certainly could score in the Super Bowl. Yeah, really quickly, just to go back to that, and you mentioned just how they're using the running game. Do you think that taking an under on Jalen Hurts' passing prop, depending on what number that comes in, do you think that's do you think that's smart, or do you think he's saving all of the juice, or the game plan could end up being a, a high passing game? Yeah, you know, they, it's been hard to peg each week. I mean, they they have weird weeks where he'll throw for 150 and they'll win, and they'll blow a team out, and then he'll throw for 380. So. It could be either. The one thing I would say is, and if the Eagles are up, it won't matter. And right? if you think the Eagles are going to win the game and you think it's an under game, then I would I would take the rushing props and stay away from the passing props, like you're saying, go under on the passing. But if you think the Chiefs could score on the Eagles and the Eagles are going to throw to stay in the game or win the game, I don't think those Chiefs corners uh, match up great against you know guys like A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. And you put them indoors on a faster track, you know, in, in warm weather and everyone's feeling good two weeks off or feeling good about their game plan. I could see them throwing. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if, if one of those receivers has a big game, too. Talking to Joe Giglio, BetMGM tonight, I, when we look at the Eagles side of things, or the, the Chiefs side of things, what would be the, I guess you could say, I, I, can't, I don't even think I can use the word weakness when it comes to the Eagles right now, but what would be the one, I guess, concern that you have that maybe the Chiefs can exploit? Or is it just something as simple as, hey, Patrick Mahomes is a really good quarterback and has a chance to just put up big numbers because he's Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Eagles' weakness based off of yesterday and just the last six weeks would be the uncertainty around Jalen Hurts. So if you could hit him, if you could bang him up. I, I, I do wonder if the Chiefs challenge the Eagles to throw the ball down the field, if they press the receivers and say, let's see if Hurts can throw the ball. And he had a really great year throwing the ball down the field, one of the best throwers in the NFL, 25-plus yards. But yesterday he was poor at that. Now, was that some wind? Was it cold? Was it the Niners' defense? Was it all of the above? Was his shoulder hurting? I don't know. Uh, but if, if I'm the Chiefs, I, I, I would see early. I, I would press Brown and, and uh, Smith and, and kind of dare Hurts to beat them over the top. And if he beats them, they have to adjust. But if, if they notice he can't throw the ball – with accuracy 20-plus yards down the field, it would it would change a lot about the game, I think. Joe, since we'll all be together next week, we'll have plenty of time to talk about this game. I want to ask you really quickly, being in Philadelphia, about the 76ers, who are really hot. I believe they've won 20 out of their last 24 games. What are your thoughts on them? Maybe taking over the top spot in the East and our guy Embiid winning an MVP. I know you guys are good friends. <laughs> yeah, oh, of course. Uh, I, well, listen, Joe had a great game. And then they blew a 21-point lead tonight and lost the Magic, which yeah. is such a... That, that, I mean, that's not the NBA. You have this big national TV win against an MVP candidate, and they have a letdown. So, tough night tonight. But they've played well. I think it's the best team fit-wise they've put around Joel since he's, since he's really been a star the last five or six years in the NBA. Guys, it's just so hard for me to take them seriously yeah. until we get to the playoffs because we've done this so many times with them. And they have, they have players that don't play their best in the playoffs. But I will say this for the regular season. Their schedule the rest of the way is one of the toughest in the Eastern Conference. So, that's something I would keep an eye on if they could keep this level of play up. They had the graphic up the other day, you know, win percentage again, strength of schedule left. 
and they have the toughest of the four East teams. Uh, and that was before the Denver game, so maybe it's a little bit tougher now. But they do have a tough late February, tough March. If they get through that, if they can, if they end up as a two seed or a one seed with the schedule they have left, I'll be impressed. Maybe I will think it's different then. But um, in the in the past, they've kind of faltered and ended up in that three four range, and, and we kind of know what happens in Mar- in May when that happens. Joe, congratulations on the new show. Uh, how does your life change now? Because obviously you don't have to do multiple shows a day. What are you most looking forward to now that you're just going to have uh, one responsibility? Yeah, you know what? Uh, obviously being home with my, my family more at night is, is going to be cool and, and seeing everyone and not running around as much. But quite frankly, I, I have to probably learn how to relax. I mean, I just um, sometimes doing seven or eight hours of radio a day. I, I it's probably like one of those things like when athletes retire or something and it's like they don't know what to do with the time. Like, wh- what do I do now? So I'll figure it out, though. But I am excited that I, uh, I get three extra weeks on the BetQL Network and uh, we get to all hang out next week in Arizona. Yeah, yeah it'll be fun, especially too. with all of us. You know, it's like we all are – well, I mean, all three of us are in this studio. But for the most part, we're all, all over the place. So it'll be nice to kind of have everybody together in, in one setting. And who knows? Maybe your Eagles are going to win the fly, Super Bowl. Eagles, and, fly. and Trista's trying hard to mush them. Mm-hmm. So she's do, don't let her fool you. She's not an Eagles fan at all. No, jo- I'm a lifelong Eagles yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. Joe Giglio, good talking to you, buddy. You got it, guys. See you next week. You are – you were just –